Uncensored y <risa> From Lemon Press Studio In the beautiful Gato y Noel Project I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is John Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Toller. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA System. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show you and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose. Sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion. It's, it's a show. It's not an hour. It's a show. It's okay. Broadcasting to you live on a Friday. Yes, that's right. It's Friday, May 15th. We're coming at you from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hi, hi, hi. Wakefield. Specifically Wakefield. Quebec. Yeah. Jen Grant is with us. Oh, yes, she is. Oh, she is. Oh, Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yas, yes, Queen. Welcome, <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. If you're listening on uh, to the replay on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, just want to let you know that you can see the video component of this live every morning on Facebook at 7 a.m. It's also available on Facebook for replay. So anytime, if you're listening to this in your car at the, I was gonna say gym. There are no gyms. Walking the dog. You can go, yeah, walking the dog, and you're like, what are these people, uh, let's, let's, let's uh, tune in, video-wise. I was going to say, what do these people look like, but Jen's not on camera. I will be one day. We're working on it. There's We're something nice in it about not being on camera, because I, I have bedhead <coughs> right now in my pajamas. 
Yeah. That's nice. You're Same all showered here. fresh. No, this is how I wake up. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, and if you are watching with us live on Facebook, thank you so much. Uh, Ooh, it's just a uh, waste of thanks. Waste of thanks. Um, by the way, the pre-show song was by the very uber-talented and fabulous Scott Dion Brown. Friend of mine. Uh, we met he through. He does it all, that guy, eh? He really is. You know how they say, "Stay in your lane." Have, you know, do one thing. Scott Dion Brown actually does it all. He's uh, a real. He's ju- and everything he does, he does well. And he's handsome. And he's got a good family, uh, like his parents, his brother. Anyway, I hate his guts. Yeah. I met Scott. Yeah, those people, eh? Yeah. Like. Well, that that could be. He's Asian, so be careful when you say that. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> no, his Scott. Scott is. Uh, we met uh, through. We share an agent in Toronto, Mia Bezner with Riverlight Talent, and we. Um, at one point, about three or four years ago, she uh, she was looking. For, she, there's one of her uh, of her students that was um, making a short film to have a high quality demo because as an actor it's kind of like a cash 22 you need some experience like they want to see a demo reel to to book jobs but to to make a demo reel you need to book jobs so scott was like i'm gonna make a short film myself so it's a high quality demo and of course i heard this i'm like ugh, an independent short film yeah this is gonna be good uh shot at what what do we use to shoot it uh, or phones Anyway, it turns out uh, Scott is a freakishly talented filmmaker. So I actually had to audition. <laughs> audition. Mia's like, uh, send a tape, do this. So I sent a tape and uh, got the part. And we did this short film that, that Scott wrote, directed, produced, edited. Uh, what else can you do with films? Acted in it. He starred in it. He he, he starred, Made wrote, all the directed props. all the props, uh, built the set, yeah, built the set, everything. This It was called, uh, it's still called Kessler Syndrome. It's about uh, outer space. I'll give you the Coles notes. Kessler Syndrome is, is a theory that there's so much Earth debris, right? Uh, around the Earth, there's all these satellite debris. And, and, and from, this isn't fiction. This is no, no, this is a real uh, thing. It's called the Kessler Syndrome. And the, the notion of it is that there's so much debris around Earth, uh, you know, man-made, human garbage that's left up there uh, from space missions and whatever. And that's just always just in orbit. The Kessler syndrome, the premise is that there's so many, uh, uh, there's so much debris that it would make re-entry or or, or exit, exit? I don't know. (laughs) Leaving, going to and fro the atmosphere near impossible because of all this high speed uh, debris. So that's, that's an actual scientific theory. So Scott took this idea and created a short film about so the idea, the premise of the film. Now I want to get this right. I I haven't thought about this since uh, like a couple for a couple years probably. Uh, so it's like something happened on Earth. Oh damn! I'm gonna mess <laughs> it up. It w- it's like so the premise of the short film is there's a colony. We're on Mars. There's a colony of people sent there to uh, repopulate Mars and, and study Mars and whatever. So there's a small, small amount of people, really small, couple camps on uh, Mars. But and what happens is something happens on Earth that um, you know what I'm w- messing I, it up. I almost want you not to explain it and just show a clip. Can you find a clip? I don't know. I've never seen it. 
What? I thought you you have a clip. I've seen a clip of it. Oh, a clip. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love watching that. And Hold that's on. like in his Wasn't that in his parents' house? His Yeah, parents it was uh, just uh, in Toronto, just north of the city, uh in his basement. In the basement he grew up. This is what I mean about Scott. He's it's, it's so wholesome. Everything's wholesome. We went to his childhood home where he used to make um and when we would break for lunch, we would watch home movies they made as as kids, and the other actors were like childhood friends and his brother, and just like this nice awesome guy. atmosphere. Yeah, he's such a nice guy, and again, so talented. So, so I just want to think of the premise again. So something happens on Earth where there's no more humans or very little humans left, and there's a few humans left on Mars, but we need some supplies uh, from Earth, and the only thing I'm gonna mess it up. Just don't bother. Yeah. <sighs> Think about it. And then wh- where's the clip? Should you find it and show I'm gonna on try to find or something? It. No, I can find it now, I'm sure. Um, Kessler syndrome. Anyway, and also on top of... Uh, so I auditioned for this film and we went and, and um, did it. And then... So Scott is... And he's such a good actor. I, I was so... Even just acting in his basement, I was like, oh yeah, I found the clip right here. Gordy, oh, come on. We can't, please. All right, hold on. Let me see here. Let me show you a trailer of... of Kessler Syndrome. Oh, my God, fun. You found that quick. Yeah. This is all in the moment. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, can you... Can you I'm going to turn off your mic for now and all right, let me video from Kessler syndrome. Okay, this is the one. So if you're just tuning in, the pre-show song from was from my buddy Scott Dion Brown, who's also a filmmaker, he's an actor, he's a gamer, he's um did I say musician? He played that awesome song off the top in Control. All right. So, let me just share the screen. Wasn't planning on uh, showing this, but uh, here we go. So this is uh, a short film by Scott Dion Brown. This is the trailer. I, I, I've never seen the full version of the film. So here's uh, Kessler Syndrome, the trailer. Optical sensors, tracking, functional, encoders. Okay, heads up, Jack. We're coming up on the geocentric debris field. I see it. What a mess. Believe me, it gets worse. By the way, that's my voice on the radio. <laughs> Jack? Oh shit. Jack, what's happening? Oh, shit. What? I, 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 well, you, you don't see the delay, but I interrupted the, the sharing of the. Hold on. We're starting over the screen. It's just a it fort. It looks so good. It's, this is all done in Scott's parents' basement. Initiating optical sensors, tracking, functional, encoders. Okay, heads up, Jack. We're That's coming amazing. up on the geocentric debris field. I see it. What a mess. Believe me, it gets worse. Jack? Jack, what's happening? Decisions had to be made. This is not what I signed up for. None of us signed up for this. The truth is, Earth hadn't felt like home for 
Quite some time. <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. Anyway, I find my actus is horrendous. My actus. My acting is... Uh, <laughs> actus. Actus horrendous. Uh, and um, it was a long day like we were in the basement like we were shooting this thing all day so I'm tired so I've got like red rings <laughs> around my eyes which which kind of fits for the role because I'm this uh, I'm, I'm I'm his best friend slash scientist I'm on Mars and I'm sending I'm actually sending clones his uh, anyways shit doesn't matter don't worry about and it I think I spoiled it anyway I've never seen the the, the full <laughs> version because what happened How long was is the uh, full version again 20 minutes okay uh, and so it's a whole thing, and I haven't. Uh, I've never seen the full version because Scott um, wanted to, yes. to before releasing it. Sorry, uh, maybe just just be patient because there's a yes. What else? Uh, just kidding. I'm geez. joking. I'm just joking. The um, oh man, oh man, oh man. So how could people see oh, yeah. it if they wanted to? Well, the thing is, I don't think it was ever released. He uh, the, the the purpose of it was to make a high quality demo for us to to book other things. And it actually came out amazing. So and I was a skeptic at first. I was like, "Hi, how high quality can it be? A student film or an independent film?" But so he wanted to release it, but then uh he found out that to uh if you release it, you're not eligible for um to make it in any film festivals. There's a whole film festival circuit all over the world. Small film festivals to large. And so he's gone to multiple. And I felt so bad because every time he would text me, he'd be like, hey, I'm going to uh, Florida in a month. I'm going here, whatever, in Toronto. I'm going to Durham. here, Always. And I could never make it for scheduling. So I haven't been to one film festival with him. He invited me every time. And... Uh, but it won a bunch of awards. Yeah, it's really good. So anyway, Scott Dion Brown, multi-talented. Like amazing. That was the pre-show. Uh, really amazing. Like the lighting, the everything. Yeah, he's he's uh, just a, a talent and um, nice it's and kind of successful. So I can't stand him. Nah, it's hmm. kind of freaky how like, you know, I've been in comedy and performing for twenty plus years, and you realize how much talent there is in the world and it's kind of random who ends up being famous mm -hmm. and who ends up being uh, not even famous, but semi-famous. And be, it really, you know, you learn that it's not just about talent. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, Scott maybe is not like a household name or anything, but he's very successful. I mean, he... Uh, mm -hmm. he I believe uh, it. Yeah. He no, is. but like, it's funny. You see something like that. And the guy's so ambitious and so multi-talented yeah. and actually accomplishes things and puts them out there. But you'd think that he'd even be more more successful than he is. And he's even, uh, since the Kessler Syndrome, I think he's written uh, another one. And, and uh, yeah, he built this whole set in his parents' basement. And, and like all that, you see him in the spaceship and I'm in a space station. That's all in his parents' basement. I don't I don't even know how he did it. Like, And I was part Amazing. of the process. That's but, crazy. Uh, yeah. He friend, had a vision. Friend for life now. Love his brother, too. His brother's a really talented drummer who... Um, Symphony of Nine is their their group, which is the track he played. Uh, In Control is from that group, and, and his brother plays drums. And just everything about him is irritating. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like that kind of person. You're like, okay, can you just do one thing poorly? Yeah. Do you ever just crash on the couch and then watch nonstop Sopranos? Yeah. And his mom is so nice and sweet, and I'm like, ugh. 
Well, your mom is nice and sweet. No, I know. No, I know. It's just the whole thing. Like, yeah, you're right. You know what? I'm good looking. Whoa. I'm, uh, I'm just kidding. Conceited. Anyways, we, uh, I'm uh, tired today. We had a crazy night last night. I <laughs> uh, had a glass of wine and went to bed at 11. So <laughs> When you get up at 5, that is crazy. It's, uh, and we got up at 6. Oh my gosh, I'm tired. It was really hard to wake up this morning. Yeah. Alarm, I mean, yeah. The alarm went off at 5 and uh, I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> I, the last two nights... I've had night sweats, and you know what's creepy? I um, So just before the show, I like to get on and just peruse quickly social media, see if anything happened uh, that I can uh, talk about or bring up or, or whatever. And uh, I got an ad for night sweats. No. Yeah. And what did it say? I took a screenshot. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me just uh, read what it says. That's freaky. It's... I wish... Uh, we should try um, a non-duvet and see it's if it makes called, a difference. Oh, this doesn't work, but anyway. It's called, um, well, let me see if I can share it to the screen real quick. But that's so creepy. I don't even think we talked about, well, I mean, obviously I said. Yesterday you did. Yeah, well, that's weird because. I know. I didn't, uh, oh, I hate that I'm on my did phone. Did you Google it? Show. Google night sweats? No, no, no. I didn't know because it's just night sweats. I mean, no, but sometimes, no, no, no. I just mean because sometimes when you Google things, it'll advertise that thing. Like, I I Googled sleeveless turtleneck, and I have not stopped getting ads for sleeveless turtlenecks. Really? Yes. Why would you want it? Did you? Is that something you're interested in? I love those. They're like summer turtlenecks. Yeah, they're cute. Sleeveless turtleneck. It's a light turtleneck. So but your your neck is warm but your arms are cold well you don't need it like warm it's just a style oh yeah but in the summer aren't you yeah but you, there's cooler days on in summer and um if it's sleeveless it makes it cool it's just uh, you know just having less of an open neck doesn't make you like oh my god i'm boiling you know what i mean but it, it, yeah no okay no and it's not like a heavy sweater it's like thin right thin anyway ads 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 for sleeveless turtlenecks Ads, ads, ads. Ads, 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 ads. Okay. Well, no. Let's try to share this. Can you just tell us what it says? Well, because it's also ridiculous the product, so I I wanted to kind of show it real quick. Anyway, there's no rush. It's Friday. Who's who's in a rush? Who's gonna? Thanks for being with us. By the way, if you are with us, give us a quick share, if you will. Why don't I mean? Why not? Yeah. In fact, why don't you go and um, subscribe to the podcast too? Yes. Oh my God. So uh, we're re- we're uploading all the, the episodes to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and which goes everywhere: Google and and Spotify and Stitcher Radio and Tuned In Radio and iHeart Radio. I listened yesterday on Apple. It sounds so good because you hear what we hear. Because through Facebook, if you're watching uh, exclusively on Facebook, it, it compresses and it we're live, so we're streaming, so we're the upload speed sometimes, and you'll get a... Uh, and it's kind of the sound is not as good. You listen on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, and it just sounds... Um, so much better. Incredible. Oh, my God. 2997. Hmm? Oh, I'm just trying this thing here, and uh, oh, it it was there the whole time. Here, let me show you. So yesterday, so the last two nights, 
cold sweats oh, or, yeah. or not cold sweats night sweats night sweats which feel like cold sweats um you should describe it anyways because if somebody's listening on the podcast what sweat it's when your body gets wet Ugh. what do you mean describe what though? the ad aren't you showing it yeah why would I describe? Oh yeah, if they're listening, sorry. Oh my god! Like, but like with such disdain toward me, and I'm <laughs> no, right. No, no, no. Uh, it's called Bed Jet. So yes, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you want to see this, go to Facebook.com/slash oh, Julian Dion Show. It's called the Bed Jet, which uh, I don't think I could sleep with this thing. It's a fan. It looks like a a fan you put next to the bed, a big box. It looks like a it looks like a computer, like a big uh, computer tower. Yeah. And then it looks like one of those, you know, those flexible pipes. Hoses. That, hoses behind the dryer. Thank you. And uh, I don't know, some sort of vacuum attachment <laughs> and that that uh, goes on your sheet and under your sheets, it blows this uh, air. I, I don't think oh, I could sleep with that. I wonder what the temperature of the air is. Probably, probably cool. Since it's to combat sweat. Yeah. Imagine it but, just pumped you with hot air. Yeah, but that wouldn't be comfortable. Like, how could you sleep well, with I, cold I, air? It's probably not cold because it's not an AC unit. I think it's probably just air, like a fan. Air, air. Hmm. Anyway, you'd probably have uh, skydiving dreams all night. <laughs> Am I falling? Am I in the dryer? Yeah, anyway. So that's weird because I had... But it's nice looking. Just kidding. Night sweats yesterday and last night and the night before and then woke up this morning to this. Weird. Which, uh, what's going on? Weird. What's going on? It's Bill Gates trying to kill us with 5G and ads on <laughs> something. He's trying to think of some sort of conspiracy. How's that almond milk latte? Almond milk latte is delicious. Thanks to PM for the suggestion. Suggest- it really does uh, make a difference. I don't. I don't. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, it's the. Be- it's really, really great. No, it is though. No, I you know though. You know what? I'm right? not even joking. Oh, that is. Ew. Oops, did you hear that? Yeah. Excuse me. Um. Gross. Um. Well, I've been using. Mm. Go ahead. Why? It's 7.30. Is it 7.30? Yeah. Okay, let me go get my laptop. Oh, yeah, you have to do your thing. No, yeah. it takes two seconds, but I'm just letting you know in case you're like, Jen, Jen. Oh, so much disdain towards <laughs> me when you said that. Like, so much disdain. By the way, we bicker, but we love each other. I'll dance while you while you get your thing. I'll, I'll do the, the dance. <laughs> daily dose. Daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, <laughs> daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and headlines from Jen Graham. All right, that's gross. Go ahead, Jen. Even uh, even the cats were looking at you like, what the heck? How? I'm in the closet. Because they can hear you doing your little laugh and your dance. Oh, yeah. You know cats. They hear everything, those cats. Here's your daily dose for Friday, May 15th, 2020. A Newfoundland and Labrador provincial court judge is warning against justice being needlessly hindered by the COVID-19 outbreak, saying there's no reason prosecutors can't still bring matters forward during the pandemic. In a decision released Wednesday, Judge Wayne Gorman said a man sat in jail for more than two months for crimes he was later absolved for and says the matter could have been resolved much sooner. 
At the close of the Crown's case, Manning asked that the charges be dismissed. It was appropriate for her to do so based upon the lack of evidence the Crown presented, but this decision should have been made before the trial commenced, not at some other late stage. The lateness of the decision is particularly concerning in this case because Mr. Mitchell was denied bail and has been in custody primarily because of these charges since March 3rd this Mm. year. Gorman cited a recent advisory from the provincial court announcing that as of May 19th, more cases on the docket will be dealt with if they can be heard remotely. The successful implementation of this plan requires the assistance of the council. There is no longer any reason for the Crown failing to bring matters forward, he said. On May 12th, Gorman conducted a trial remotely with five people testifying by video. This is something, see, everything's being affected by COVID-19. It's crazy. Like, it's not something I would have thought of. This is court. Um, so five people were testify, testifying by video, two from their homes, one in another province, and two police officers from their detachment. He said it went off with a hitch and mirrored the process that would have happened in the courtroom. The trial of this matter illustrates why the pandemic is no longer a reason for the hearing of trials to be delayed. He was charged with assault with a weapon, his truck, assault, and breach of undertaking. All of those charges would have been dismissed. The trial heard that an argument started around supper time in the parking lot of a grocery store and resulted in Mitchell kicking his partner out of the truck twice. Witnesses testified that the woman got into the pan of his truck, took his keys and ran, and hit the hood of Mitchell's truck before throwing her body against it. Mitchell's Mitchell testified he tried to drive around her, but she grabbed hold of the side mirror. She was there dragging, and soon as I seen that possi- that obviously I stopped and got out, and she was sat down in a puddle of water. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. It sounds like the Sopra- a Sopranos episode. It does. Everything is Sopranos right now. And I got out and helped her up. Two witnesses said Mitchell himself, during the ordeal, asked them to call police or made note that he would call police himself. The woman did not tell police or the trial that Mitchell assaulted her. The Crown later told the car- court to dismiss the charges, something Gorman said should have happened before the trial began. Yeah. Oh, man. That would suck. I, 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 that's something I've thought of, though, because I'm, I have to go to court. I'm supposed to go to court on April 20th. Mm-hmm. For uh, a couple driving infractions, two. Tell the truth. Just kidding. It is, yeah, manslaughter. Man, <laughs> it's man one. I'm out on bail. Oh my god. No, uh, yeah, I've got two traffic violations for about eleven hundred dollars. So I. Um, what do you think is going to happen? I got a new date for July twentieth, but I'm not. I don't know. I wonder if they'll. So, how come it was postponed the last time? Because of COVID? Yep. So. We'll see. I don't know. Hmm. I was going to talk more about it and, and give my thoughts and plans, but I don't want to. Jinx it or say anything? Yeah, in case uh, no, the Crown smart. Attorney is watching right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's know. just here in, in uh, Chelsea. So, uh, yeah, I'll leave it. Just yeah, leave it. I'm not yeah, going to talk sure. about it. Not gonna, I can't talk about a pending court case. Oh, that sounds <laughs> badass. Kind of exciting. Ah. It's yeah. literally for an expired plate, one, and then the other one, an expired, I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should Fighting probably. Fighting it, though. Yeah, why not? 
That's what it's know. there for. You might as well, you know. Yeah. Well, the first one, the cop told me to fight it. And I'm like, okay, well, just don't give me a ticket, dum-dum. Like, he was acting like he was doing me a favor. Yeah. He was all sheepish, too. He came back, and the ticket was like... Like, usually when they give you a ticket, they they show you what it is sometimes they get you to sign it or whatever but they show you on the thing how much he showed back up at my car and it was he was holding the ticket like this rolled up like that he's like there you go he goes you could probably fight it but uh and what had happened was it was uh, a parking ticket Mm -hmm. that had uh i did not know this but in it quebec is so strict like in any other province you get a parking ticket if you don't pay Mm -hmm. You you uh, once you go renew your plates or your vehicle registration, they go. Oh, you have a parking ticket here. It was sixty four dollars. Now it's one ten because of the fees or whatever, and you have to pay to renew your. So you go. Okay, you pay it right then and there, and then you renew your thing. That's done. In Quebec, they will come to your house. Actually, actually, yeah. and uh, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. So I won't go too much in detail, but this one time, so I had a a, a parking ticket in Montreal that. I never was aware of. I guess it was put on my window or something, and I didn't. And I'm sure I got notices in the mail, but as you do, you ignore those. And uh, I mean, who opens, who reads mail? <laughs> Especially when it's from, I don't know. So th- last summer, I go get ice cream for Jen and I just here in the village in Wakefield. <laughs> and I'm. Oh my gosh, remember those ice cream cones last yeah. summer? Oh my gosh. And I'm coming back home cops pulling me over so and i'm like well i wasn't speeding i was going like 30 and i've got two melting cones and i'm, and I'm, I'm, and I'm sitting in my car he's like hey are you the owner of this vehicle go, oh yeah looking like yeah, <laughs> when i was talking, he's like oh you, you you're so you're mr dion uh, yeah well, what's up? is there a problem he's like well you can't be driving um your license is suspended <laughs> i'm like suspended and as you're licking an ice cream cone it's what do you hilarious mean suspended he goes um <laughs> and the other one's melting and i'm like that's impossible <laughs> suspended he goes uh, yeah he goes we don't know why go on <laughs> he's like uh we don't know why it just says something the municipality of montreal there's an infraction i go uh, you can lo- lose your license over an inf-. he goes what i go I, what can you not tell me any details he goes we don't we can't see any details because it's a municipality thing it's not a provincial thing he goes. It could be just a parking ticket or a uh, or a red light camera or something. And I'm like, so I. But I, I go. I've, I'm not aware of this. I have no idea. He goes. Listen. It's um. It's let's call it an error. Like a good faith. An error. What is it? And uh, in French, it's called a, a an, an erreur de bonne foi. Uh, yeah. Uh, just an honest mistake. He goes. They they probably sent you something in the mail, and if you didn't get it, then yeah, they suspend your license. I'm like, for a municipal infraction? He's like, yeah. So your license, you can't be driving right now. So I'm like, he goes, we'd have to, uh, we're supposed to really impound your vehicle, whatever. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Uh, Let me look into it. So he goes to his car and comes back like 10 minutes later. And he's like this, like all sheepish. And the thing is all rolled up. He's like, here you go. He goes, it's an honest mistake. So you'll, you'll be able to fight it. So... Uh, go fight it in court and i'm like like acting like he's doing me a favor i'm like you want to do me a favor how about not giving me a t- just give me a warning and i'll take care of it so anyway um long story short i took care of it but it ended up costing me uh, well i'm fighting it now it's up to six hundred dollars they came to the house to, to 
uh, some guy came to the house to to take inventory of things he could repossess. I'm like, are you kidding me? For uh, uh, and I found out after, so I looked into it. It was a forty dollar parking ticket I got when I was at uh, in Montreal for for something. Forty dollars is now six hundred and some dollars, and I have to go to court. A forty dollar parking ticket. Any other province, it would have been. Up to maybe a hundred, hundred and thirty, even like with all the f- crazy fees and whatever, and then you pay it then and there. No, this is like six hundred. Came to the house, my license was suspended. Uh, it just didn't. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. I love where we live, but Quebec. Sometimes I'm telling mm. you, strict. Ugh, anyway, so, so that's one of the things uh, I'm going to court for. The other one is, like I said, man one. Go ahead, <laughs> man one. <laughs> um. COVID-19's devastating toll on families in Montreal's poorest neighborhoods um, is uh, taking its toll, even though I already said toll. Sunny Innocent, 39, died two weeks ago from what Mishad, his wife, believes were complications of the coronavirus, though he was never tested. Mashad said and it started with a fever that her husband um, attributed at first to the bouts of mal- malaria he'd experienced since he was a child in Haiti. Talk about a hard life. Mm. But when the fever went away, he got a bad cough. Then on April 30th, his lungs started hurting and he had trouble breathing. Mashad called 911, but Innocent, his her husband, died as paramedics were pu- putting on their protective equipment outside the couple's Montreal, oh, for North, appar- I know, apartment complex. So they're outside getting ready. He's inside dying. Yeah. Oh. And she said, I was screaming and I could see police officers running so fast toward the house, but it was too late. She isn't sure how her husband might have caught the virus. He worked at a plastics factory and had been deemed that had been deemed as an essential worker. He headed out every day while others stayed home. Montreal North um, or Montreal Nord, the borough where they'd settled, now has the highest number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in Montreal, the epicenter of the pandemic in Canada. Epicenter. It is also one of the poorest districts in Canada. The unemployment rate there is typically between three and five points higher than the rest of the island, and just 13% of the working age population claimed claims an annual income of more than 50000 compared to 27% of the island as a whole. Half the population is from, is from a visible minority, and more than 40% are immigrants. Anyway, they say that this was completely predictable. Montreal has now recorded more than 20,000 cases and more than 2,100 deaths, and with no immediate oh, downturn shit. in sight. The situation remains so grim that Premier Francois Legault has halted plans to reopen schools in the metropolitan region before the fall. The COVID-19 cases were transmitted by travelers returning from the province's early March break. Cell phone data has shown. But two months later, the virus has spread like wildfire through poorer neighborhoods, including Mariano, while early outbreaks in more affluent areas have been better contained. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Sheeple! I know, right? Whenever you hear, it's so insulting when people say that. It's a conspiracy when you hear something like that. Um, yeah, so, and and a lot of um, this news story goes on to say that uh, many, many, many cases are work are um, uh, essential workers, and most essential workers are working class 
people that are, you know, in a lower income bracket. So it's hitting the, the poorer population a lot more than it is the affluent. And one thing that I heard, um, Brene Brown, who I love, uh, say it's, it's a privilege. Like when people are complaining about being isolated, it's a privilege to be isolated. And we we're very lucky to be able to stay home. Yeah. You know, that, that's something that add to your gratitude list every day. You actually get to stay home and protect yourself from this virus. This man was 39. Like that's not old. And he's Jeez, the and, daily downer with Jen Grant. No, no, no. But I'm it's it's good to talk about because you know it's important for us to realize how grateful yeah. how grateful we should be for being able to be protected at home. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, but it's true. It's yeah. true. I know it's it just is. The anyways kind of, is funny. Anyways, like, oh, anyway, people are dying and yeah. I know. Uh, well, let's you know. Let's shift to a little good news story. Please. Masks, gowns, and other personal protective equipment, the PPE, are essential for protecting healthcare workers. However, the textiles and materials used in such items can absorb and carry viruses and bacteria, inadvertently spreading the disease the wearer sought to contain. I thought about that because when you think about wearing gloves, it's protecting your hands. So when you take off your gloves, your hands are protected. But what about what is on the gloves and then it transfers off. I honestly, the glove thing is, is, uh, redundant in my, uh, cause people will put on gloves, go out. Okay. They go out, they put on their gloves mm-hmm. and then they're like, Oh, I'm protected. I have gloves. They're not washing their glove. Like that. So they just go and do everything. What's the difference than your bare hands? I know. Like, what's the difference? Unless you're changing your gloves after everything you touch or everything, open something, you put new gloves, you put gas in your car, you take your gloves out. No, people are just wearing them as, as a second, like, skin, thinking, oh, I'm protected. Yeah, but it's... You're putting it everywhere, yeah. It doesn't... The glove thing is a little weird to me, and... Uh, Agreed. You know what? I, I have a pump, um, like, um, Purell or antibacterial, um, liquid in, in the car. So, well, we both do. And so whenever you go and do something, you come back in, like if I go to the post office, I always Purell as soon as I go, I Purell before and I Purell after. And I love that stores are asking you to wash your hands before you go in. I love that because if you're going in with, with clean hands, anything you touch is You're coming out with clean health. Hi. Hi. Um, but yeah, Anyway, so it says here, um, this is a good news story, very positive. When the coronavirus spread amongst healthcare professionals and left PPE in short supply, finding a way to provide better protection while allowing for the safe reuse of these items became paramount. Thankfully, researchers from the LAMP lab at the University of Pittsburgh Swanson School of Engineering may have a solution. The lab has created a textile <clears throat> coating that can not only repel liquids like blood and saliva, but Ooh. can also prevent viruses from adhering to the surface. The work has was recently published in the Journal of um, ACS Applied Materials and, and Interfaces. Isn't that so cool? That I'm a motherfucking LAMP. <laughs> no, isn't that great? Yeah. What makes the coating unique is its ability to withstand ultrasonic washing, scrubbing, and scraping. With other similar coatings currently in use, washing or rubbing the surface of the textile will reduce or eliminate its repellent abilities. The durability is very important because there are other surface treatments out there, but they're limited to disposable textiles. You can only use a gown 
or mask once before disposing of it, said uh, Paul Liu, co-author and associate professor of industrial engineering. Given the PPE shortage, there is a need for coatings that can be applied to reusable medical textiles that can be properly washed and sanitized. So it sounds to me like this is uh, also environmental. That's good because mm. it can be reused. I uh, like I get the gloves in certain situations, uh, healthcare professionals, whatever. But but what is happening right now is someone leaves their house, they put on gloves, and they go, "Oh, my hands are safe," and then check that that just they don't think about it anymore. Back of the head, back of the head. <laughs> back of the mind <laughs> they just like you it's, know it sounds so different back of the head versus back of the mind they just go oh my hands are good i've got gloves on Pow- don't think about washing or or sanitizing them and they just use those dirty uh neoprene paws everywhere anyway <laughs> Um, well, uh, separate story here, another good news story. While many people have been left twiddling their thumbs for the duration of the novel, novel coronavirus shutdowns, this there's an 11-year-old athlete taking advantage of his free time spent in quarantine to make skateboarding history. This week, Guy Curie became the first skateboarder to ever land a like 1080-degree turn on a vertical ramp. For perspective, the Brazilian youngster had not even been born when 22-year-old Tony Hawk completed the first 900-degree turn back in 1980. Um, Guy completed his first 900-degree turn at just eight years old. Now, two decades... I like that you say degree. That's very cute. What did I... I Well, I don't know. Just... uh, What? 900. What did I say? 900-degree. Well, how do you say it? Just a 900. I know, it's uh, I'm nitpicking. It's just funny. Oh. Now, two days... Like, di- when you do a trick on snowboard or skateboard, you're like, I did a 360, you know, like, I did a 360 degree. Oh. <laughs> it's just funny. Okay. Can tell it, it, It's stupid. Yeah, it's weird that I, I do that, because I'm such a good skateboarder. Mm-hmm. You'd think I would just... A 1080 degree. He completed the first 900 degree, and then... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a grade two uh, school project for me right now. Um, now two decades after Hawk's accomplishment, Guy says he was able to complete the jaw-dropping 1080. Notice what I did there. Feet by using no degree. Feet by using his time off from school amidst the pandemic to train. Did you say Tony Hawk landed his first 900 in 1980? That can't be right. Let me see. 90. Yeah, okay. I thought you said 80. I'm like, that's... 1990. If I did, I don't know. Well... Maybe. No, maybe you did, maybe you said ninety. Okay. Anyway, upon um, expertly landing the triple turn earlier this week, Guy says he could hardly comprehend his achievement. I was like, "Oh my God, what did I just do?" Guy Curry told Reuters, "Reuters, yeah." I was just like, "Okay, I landed it. <laughs> now I'm going to celebrate." So there you go. Cute. Making skateboarding history. That's that's a big deal. For an eleven-year-old, mm-hmm. hey, and that's your uh, daily dose for Friday, May fifteenth, twenty twenty. Anyway, daily dose, daily dose, get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose, all your news from coast to all coast. All the news and headlines from Jim Grant. Oh yeah. That is a big deal for a child to do a triple spin 1080 degrees. 
right? 11. Right. 11. Do you know He's what's a big deal for a child? Uh, to be on the to be on the CNN coronavirus medical expert panel. Hmm? I don't know. I saw this thing yesterday. I I, I want to watch it. I saw Gre- Greta Thunberg. Thunberg was on the um, CNN. She was an expert, a coronavirus expert on the CNN Corona Crisis Medical Panel, mm-hmm. which I think is ridiculous. I mean, uh, she does great, you know, things for the environment and and has a good message. But how is a sixteen-year-old a coronavirus expert? I haven't watched it yet. I recorded it to watch, see what what capacity she's. Um, what she's doing on the panel, but oh my god! I mean, this is—that's weird. Yeah. Well. What do you mean, well? Well, why are you so angry about that? I'm Tell not angry. I just think, why is a 16-year-old a coronavirus expert? Yeah. That's a bit of a stretch. I mean, it's kind of a joke. Well. I understand her climate thing, and and for the future generations, and uh, you know, her speech she did at the UN and and stuff, and and. Fine, yeah. Yeah. But uh I don't know. How is she a pandemic expert at 16? Like what is she what, what What's know. the doctor? Is it Teresa Tam? Is that her name? That's in the news all the time. Like how does she feel when she sees that? Oh, okay. So I guess yeah. just a child is an expert, but I went to uh like um what do you call it? I was going to say doctor school. <laughs> <laughs> I went to <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I no, I, I don't want to give mean? my opinion just yet because I I recorded. I started watching yesterday and um, and it was getting long. It was just there's too much before the, the her part. So but yeah. I, I want to watch it and, and then medical school. <laughs> that took me that long know. to remember. It. Oh my god! No, but um, it's kind of like what we were talking about. Remember we got in that heated discussion. We haven't had very many arguments today. Uh, mm. Must be Friday. Uh. Um. <laughs> No, but like we were talking about hero and what should be called a hero. This mm-hmm. is kind of the same thing, like expert or maybe a child expert. Maybe put something. You yeah. Know, or like an honorary expert, an honorary. Remove the word expert altogether. How is she an mm-hmm. expert on a, the coronavirus pandemic? I mean, yeah. And isn't her whole thing the environment? Maybe it was a typo. I have it here. Hold on. I have the screenshot. Let me read it. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give bad information, and I don't want to really give my opinion on it until uh, I actually know, uh, like I've watched the thing and see at what capacity. Maybe it's just like she's just like they're like uh, Greta Thunberg is with us. How do you feel about this thing? And she's like, How dare you! And then it just cuts away. <laughs> and Greta Thunberg added to CNN's expert coronavirus panel. Oh, she added to the expert no, panel. No, 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 no. Corona. No, no, no. No, this is before, like, this was, she w- has been added to the coronavirus. She didn't add to it, like, hey, she added to it. No, she was added to it. Greta Thunberg added to CNN's expert coronavirus panel. Hmm. Do you know what, do you understand that? Yeah, the distinction between she, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, she contributed her opinion versus she is one of the experts. She that is one of the experts. That insi- insinuates that she's one of the experts, yeah. 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 She's been added. Yes. Okay. Okay. I know I got doctor um, school wrong, but you don't have to talk to me like a dum 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 dum. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. 
Did you see what Matt Murdock just commented? No, I, I'm not uh, seeing the Can comments. Can I tell you? It's of really course. Funny. Yeah, go through some comments. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll just start at the beginning. Um, Doug says, yes. Oh, Good yes. morning, guys. Son of a gun. Why do I always uh, forget? By the way, in the replay, Doug, we will do a proper ad. Uh, this episode and every episode is brought to you by Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com for some of the best, and I mean the best, um, uh, sh- made by a chef. Hand-picked ingredients, crafted oh, hot sauces. I can't per- tell you how good. So I'm good. in the middle of the pitch. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Um, the perfect balance between flavor and hot and heat. And he, uh, you know, uh, sources these ingredients carefully. And it's so all, all natural. The salsas, for example, they use one teaspoon of sugar per 21 bottles just to bring out the fruit in there. It's... it's um, it's uh, used uh, preserve. The only preservative is, is natural uh, or natural lime juice, and it's really excellent. We tested some on Monday. We've got more sauces in the mail as we speak. Still haven't received them, um, but uh, as soon as we do, we will do another uh, taste testing episode. We'll get Doug on the phone. But this, if you love hot sauces, do yourself a favor and salsas and any kind of um, you know, some barbecue sauce too. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com. They ship all over North America. It's 40 uh, in Canada. It's uh, free shipping for orders over $40. Gringosblazingsauces.com. It's, I'm not doing a good job selling it right now because yes, you it's, are. Uh, it's an undersell, but it's literally the, the, the best. The salsa, uh, I mean, we're almost done. The salsa's done, and we got three bottles of hot sauces we got on Monday, and they're all like. We're chipping away at them. Oh, I'd say. So, anyway, gringosblazingsauces.com. Check them out. Our sponsor. I'm going to one-up you on the old uh, selling it right now. I, f- I feel like um, hot sauce, when you go into business as a hot sauce company or maker, um, I don't know, we, we'll eventually interview Doug again. I'd love to ask this question, but it's a very niche, it seems like a niche market, you know what I mean? Um, like everybody, a lot of people will use other kind of sauces, but hot sauce, people are afraid of hot sauce. Like if they're afraid of heat, and um, one thing I think about the, these sauces is that the flavor is first and then the hot is kind of like there are really hot sauces that he makes, but they're really tasty. So oh, tasty. give it a chance. Give it a chance with uh, with those sauces because it's kind of like um, like that Venus Rising is my new favorite. And it's like it's like a very um, flavorful barbecue sauce that isn't too like barbecue sauces have are usually filled with sugar and they're not um venus rising is not that's not a barbecue sauce no i know but it's not but you could almost like to me i would use that in replacement of a barbecue sauce really you find it hot well it's a go it's a chocolate ghost pepper and carolina reaper sauce it's uh it's meant to be pretty spicy. you know what i mean to though douse like something yeah yeah no no, I no mean, you wouldn't each, douse it. you wouldn't do it one for one to each their own but uh, no 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 you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't do it one for one but it's got a ton of flavor and it's i don't know excellent oh it's really really good gosh. so we'll test some more and that episode got uh the most views i think we ever got testing hot sauces it's basically because there's a super successful podcast i think it's called hot ones or something like that where this guy interviews celebrities and they eat hot sauce uh, like chicken wings with hot sauce and they go from mild to hotter so we're basically ripping off all the successful podcasts and mm-hmm. uh, putting it into one and hopefully we'll find some sex uh, some success sex if you're with us we give us a share yeah 
Um, Silka Lankow. Hey, um, Silka Ruinski, live in that's Germany. That's right, from Germany. Um, so I noticed that Silka is uh, a top fan, because I'm a top fan of this podcast. She's also a top fan. She says, Guten Morgen, all the way from Germany. And she goes, it's Friday. She says, I'm a fan of you two. And I said, well, we are a fan of you, Silka. Oh, stop. Don't stop. Stop. Don't. My <laughs> um, Mai says, such a shame our provincial government is, so, is responsible for handling that situation bad and that um, terrible story. It's, Quebec is like so far gone right now. It's terrifying. Um, yeah. And my buddy... Uh, uh, Julien Tremblay, who's a co-host for... I do a French podcast with a, a very funny comedian, Julien Tremblay, and a, a tour director, Jonathan Biguibinet, who, by the way, told me yesterday that he's lost weight, too. He said, I haven't gotten on a scale. He goes, but I'm fitting in pants that I haven't fit in years, so that made me feel better. And But then made me feel worse was that Julien's got... Uh, like He lives right in Montreal, and his l- for two days, he hasn't been able to get out of bed, and his lungs are on fire. I'm oh like, gosh. oh, son of a bitch, go get tested. So I can't believe he's not tested yet. I know. It's, and that's the thing. It's not easy. It's not like, oh, go. You can't just, you got to call 811 first and find, anyway. It's well, not. Whatever. I wonder if he could uh, take his temperature. Maybe. Someone was telling me last night that a friend of a friend, I don't know this person, but he's, I think he's a comedian. He got it and he had, I don't remember the exact number, but he had a fever for 27 days. Oof. While he had the, like, that's crazy. Yeah. 27 days. That's nuts. Anyway, on a funnier, lighter note, Matt says, clean chest. How about you? (laughs) He goes, slight beard, clean chest. Yeah, I am completely hairless except my face, head, and butt crack. Okay. And legs, and pits, and arms. Okay. (laughs) What do you mean, okay? Well, the butt crack? It's a bit early to say butt crack. Um, Matt says, it's a clean slight today. Love the show today. Great manscape. (laughs) I don't manscape. I just don't have chest hair. It's completely... You forgot to mention where you else you have hair. Nip. Oh, pff, oh pff, I just licked the mic. Yeah, my nips. Around my nips, I get these hairs. Anyway, I love how you're like, don't talk about your ass crack. Talk about your hairy nips. Well, yeah, that's different than a butt crack. I guess. Doug says, who is an expert at anything at 16? Yikes. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't want to shit on it too much just yet because I haven't watched. Maybe she's just like, yeah, like I said, just goes on and... How yeah. dare you? And then it cuts well, away. But uh, a coronavirus expert panel, and there's a 16 year old on. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to hear her. I don't want to listen to it. I don't care what she has to say. Honestly, what about this listen- though? What? Remember when we were talking yesterday about how I think like people who do good things get extra criticized when they, you know, like what I know it's not the right term, but if other kids see her doing that, maybe they'd be inspired to also want to do that because she's getting attention. And mm-hmm. I know, I know what you mean, though. It, the, it's the wrong terminology. Um, Doug says there's a brand new scorpion salsa. Scorpion Ooh. salsa. That's a good name. The hotter, the better, too. Send them over. Uh, maybe I'll order that today. I'll go on his website and order mm-hmm. the scorpion salsa. Um, my, my says, yes, so much. I have no trust in our provincial. Now I love Justin Trudeau so much. Mm. How do you feel about Justin Trudeau, Jules? I like him uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, I mean, it's, he's so criticized right now and, uh, 
you know, it's so polarizing. I, I heard yesterday when we were listening to, to uh, Jim and Sam, uh, he said something that really resonated with me. He was talking about Trump supporters. They had Donald Trump Jr. on. He calls in often. He's he's uh, actually a great radio guest. And don't freak out. I don't mean I don't support anything. He it just it, it's makes for good radio when you listen to someone uh, like that. I and thought that, that was a joke. I didn't think it was actually him. Oh no, he calls in all the time. Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, into Faction Talk. And um, no, it was it was real. And and again, I don't agree with anything he says, but it's still entertaining to to listen to. Actually, some stuff I'm like, yeah, whatever. But what was the point of that? Oh, he said, he's talking about Trump supporters and how people hate Trump supporters. And he said um, how Trump supporters, it's like a thing. But this is just the political landscape now. If you're a Trump supporter or if you're a Trudeau supporter, that's a thing instead of just being a person you voted for. Mm. Before it was just like, oh, you voted for that person. Now it's like, oh, you're this thing, this type of person. So... It's so it's so scary to give any sort of political opinion because it's like oh you're met with just complete uh, pushback but um, mm-hmm. whatever I think he's dealing dealing with it uh, he's doing a fine job and I can't imagine how hard like I just he's can't. at least wearing masks I saw him out in public uh, doing this thing when the when the uh, soldiers died in that helicopter crash he was wearing a mask and yeah social distancing and he looked like he needed a haircut meanwhile. Anyway, I don't yeah. want to get I don't want to get political because uh, whatever. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting the mask thing because no matter how many stories, no matter how much information goes out there, people seem to still misunderstand. Like um, we went to go get plants. I went to get some flowers yesterday at a as at a um, nursery close by. It was really nice to do that. They have everything set up so that you know you wash your hands before you go in and there's you have to there's like markings on the ground to show how far you have to stand from people and stuff like that so that was great um the man that was in you know hosting us and giving us okay you wash your hands here and he's like greeting us or whatever when we first come in he says uh, i'm not wearing a mask because um uh i'm not i stay far away from people and i'm not where and he, he was focusing on him getting it like he's like, well, if my time's up, my time's up, and and I'm like, well, it's not, yeah, it's not about you getting. I know. And then he was telling us that his daughter's this like um, really um, amazing doctor who's going to get him a mask and send it to him, and and I'm like, well, why is is he only? He's misinterpreting everything. Like where 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 was. Where was this? You said I missed the first part. When I, we went to get plants, I don't want to name. The okay, he, he was saying uh, he's not wearing a mask. Okay, right. Because he's he goes, I'm not worried about getting it. I stay really far away from people, and and I'm like, yeah, but it's not for you. It's did you to- say anything? I didn't. The thing is, that's what's frustrating is masks are because I you're supposed though. to assume like you have it, and masks are to protect others. So I know. it's seen as a courtesy and a respect towards others. Exactly. So if you don't, if you see someone without a mask, it's like fuck you. Like why? Why are you? I know. Not? I should have told them. And uh, but but I mean, people are gonna start. Uh, I mean, they already uh, start are getting angry at other people for not wearing masks. I'm I don't gonna. Understand s- I'm r- gonna. I'm gonna vow to say something to someone. Then it has nothing to do with you getting it. It's you protecting others. I Mem- mean, how do you know that he doesn't have? I mean, oh, exactly. No, no. But it's also mis. It mis. It's misinformation. Like people, he genuinely believed what he was saying. So 
maybe I should have shared something, but he going on and on about how his daughter told him don't wear a mask and she's this big doctor and stuff. And I'm like, so it was extra awkward because remember when you were talking about how there were all these signs of um, the that shooter in Nova Scotia being a problem and no one's yeah. saying anything because no one wants awkwardness. That's what it was. I just wanted a pleasant experience, so I didn't want to say anything to him. Like, mm. actually, the reason we wear masks is to prevent germs going to other people. Yeah, it's but, not for you. But I, you know, when you're in a flower, you're all around flowers. Yeah, it's you're hard, like, it I is just hard to have... speak up, yeah. for sure. And yeah. um, but it's. I wonder how many times a day he goes through that spiel. Like, hey, guys, don't worry, my daughter. I got like, cut to a next group of customers. Hey, I'm this, like, he must just, just wear the mask and stop repeating yourself. Yeah, and we didn't even... Less exhausting. He must... You know what? You know what's good about that story? Is that we never asked him about his mask. He just volunteered that information, probably because he's feeling like he has to defend his reason for not wearing a mask, because everyone there was wearing a mask which is very positive like everybody was there customers workers he's just there with no mask so mm-hmm. he's feeling like you know he needs to explain himself which is actually quite positive because he's feeling the pressure so hopefully he'll he'll start wearing one but um anyway Yvonne says young people are being engaged in Healthcare panels, committees, hospital advisory groups, etc. They bring a new perspective and should have a say as a human right. Plus, they have to live with the "quote unquote" adult decisions in their future. Yeah, I just don't think she's an expert. It's just the terminology. Yeah, you're hung up on that. Yeah, maybe they could be like, "Hey, Greta, Greta Thunberg is, um, I don't know, going to tell us." I don't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, no, you no, you're right. I mean, I'm. Uh, it's probably cynical of me to, but right away, and you know, before uh, any time I heard from her or, or about her, I didn't. It was all good, but this, I don't know. I was just like, really? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. I, I'll watch it to see. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I guess you do have a right, but <sighs> what? What? <laughs> I mean, what? We no like even the experts don't know anything about the, like the real science scientists and experts and medical professionals are still kind of like this is kind of guesswork and it's changing every day. I mean, I don't see what I'll watch. I'm gonna watch it and see what 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 it is. Um, she says, I'm just curious. Term terminologies can be frustrating, especially when you are like an expert in a field and you hear that they're just throwing around expert like kind of like comedian you know yeah. like i it, it what, might be fine like if i want it might be just yeah get her opinion on things but uh expert is, and i yeah. do think no offense to i do think grown-ups should be making the decisions right now not a 16 year old kid uh mm-hmm. i i put my faith in the adults right now um that's just uh what? Where, where i'm at Nothing wrong with some input, though. She's created some really great positive change in the world, more than a lot of adults sure, have. Sure, 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 absolutely, and a lot of awareness uh, for climate and everything. Mm. Absolutely, but uh, so much. And again, I, I I've never, uh, you know, anytime we see her in the news, I'm it's fine with her. And then this this just I don't know. The, I when I read that, I'm like, oh come on. So. Um, Doug says, thanks for the plug. You guys rock. I want to be a top fan. Well, you're on your way, Doug. (laughs) You're a top fan in our hearts. That's right. And, um, Doug says to Yvonne, fair points. My, my says here in Quebec, 
Also, our our public health director have been so disrespectful about Dr. Tam and even Mona Niemer, who is a great scientist, doctor, and professor. So shameful, those comments about federal women scientists. I don't know the comments she's referring to, but... Uh, I don't either, but I'm sure, yeah. Well, that's... Okay, this is kind of... I think this is where my, my apprehension with her being on the coronavirus panel expert is that this whole time we get mad at people's opinions because it goes against this medical and scientific research that people are presenting to us, but yet we're like, oh, but her, let's hear her opinions on it. Because it's obviously only opinions, because she has no background in uh, science or fact, like for, for this specific of pandemic. Maybe I just don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it and I'll see. I could, I'm, might be very, very wrong on the whole thing. And uh, I like her. I mean, I like what she does. Is it just this? When I saw that... I. My initial reaction was, oh, please. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, John Lankow um, says, oops, I'm not supposed to do the last name. Tune in like every uh, tune in like every day and you'll eventually be a top fan to Doug. <laughs> Noise. I think it's on, on commenting and stuff. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's sharing. If you share this, you become a top fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yvonne said it's sad, but Quebec's situation is why New Brunswick's border is closed to non-essential travel, just like we don't want Americans coming here. Yep. Same mm-hmm. as Maine. Is, Maine's cases are, are pretty up there compared to New Brunswick. And uh, yeah, well, it's kind of like I was likening it to uh, when Italy was peaking. Imagine you saw like, because I was thinking of somehow crossing the border and going in there and... Um, and uh, but imagine you're driving with a Quebec plate, and that's the same. Like, if 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 whatever, go ahead. <laughs> Matt said, "Why so clean the chest? Buttons usually go down to show growth." No, <laughs> he's obsessed. He's obsessed, and he, he won't he gets, stop. No, no, he gets obsessed. I'll get texts from it as soon as we go off air. He'll call me and be like. Uh, 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 is the show sponsored by Nair now, buds? Uh. <laughs> it's, it's so Matt. How's your how's your chest? Is it clean? I'm just curious. Um, Yvonne says exactly. Jen, young people inspire other young people. When are people old enough to have a perspective? Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, thirty-five. Yeah, but that's plus just Greta, a perspective. Plus, right. Plus, Greta is highly informed about the effects of human interaction with the globe. Pandemic is global. Boom. Take mm. that, Jules. No, I agree to disagree. I don't think... She, I mean, what's her perspective? What's her scientific and medical background that she brings to the table to make her an expert on this? It's it's perspective and opinion. And most... Right now, people are pushing back on opinion because that what leads to conspiracies and stuff. So, I don't know. I'll watch it and see. Fair points across the board, but... People also defend her real quick because of what she's done for climate, which is great, and... and and because she's a 16-year-old girl, people go, did you let her? Like, anyway, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fair fair points, Yvonne, and, and absolutely. I mean, it's I'll, I'll watch it and see. Um, Matt says, I love Julian's ring. Fantastic. Is that from the 93 NBA champ piece or from the Captain Crunch Barry Blend saga? You hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, my my says here in the Laurentians, nobody wears masks, and even people are afraid of me because I wear one. Six hundred ninety-seven people in my area have COVID. Unreal. Whoa, that's crazy. Be safe, my mm-hmm. my. 
Yvonne says Greta is saying people are realizing the need to listen to experts and the global science community amid the pandemic. That's been her message all along. Oh, that's a good message. Mm-hmm. See, I judged. Uh, count me wrong then. If that, if her message is, is, hello, I'm Greta Thunberg. I'm no expert or scientist, but I'm here to tell you, listen to the expert and scientists, then slow clap and absolutely. Slow clap. No, for sure. I mean, that's... I hope that's what she promotes. I, I don't even know. I mean, I'm talking out of my ass here, and I know that frustrates people. Is there hair I'm, there, though? I'm uh, uninformed. I'm I'm just giving Remember my opinion crack? on the first uh, first thing I read about it. And, and for some reason, it, it caused this visceral reaction to me to go, ugh, please. But yeah, if, if her message is, um, let's l- listen to, uh, I'm all for that, because too many people's opinions right now I saw someone talk about vaccines this morning on Facebook and they go, in my opinion, I don't want to hear your opinion. What do you know? You're, 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 what do you know about vaccines? Anyway. At least they're saying in my opinion instead of this is fact. I hate it when people are like, this is what it is. It's like, I remember one time, uh, you know, know-it-alls that don't even listen to people who are actual experts, actual experts. Like like Greta Thunberg. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's such a hot topic. You can't even mention her name. Well, I remember my mom, my mom uh, works at the hospital and she, a doctor was talking, when this was about H1N1 and a doctor was talking about how it's, uh, how you catch it, what the details about it. And then. And we had a family member that I will not mention who it was, was uh, saying, no, that's not what it is. And my mom's like, well, the doctor at the hospital today actually said this. And, and they're like, well, it's it's he's wrong. I'm like, you're a I know. you. Yeah, anyway, I was going to tell what his job was. But like, how how do you know? Anyways, it's so frustrating when people are like that. Know it all. Oh, is there anything more annoying? My mic is talking about a, a, this is something new to me, a saturometer. I don't know in English, but in French it's called a saturometer. Saturometer. Measure zero two in your blood. Oh, zero two? Uh, not, that's, that's not a French thing. That's oxygen. That's a universal. Yeah. Maybe, th- she goes, maybe $30. And if you go down 91% of oxygen, you need to go to the hospital. Interesting. Yvonne said, my dad has had one for a long time. We have ordered one. It's important to know your oxygen levels in this. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was more a than your fever, like more than your temperature, I should say. Well, there was a doctor on, um, that had it, that got it. And that's how he knew he had one of those. Uh, I, I don't know what the, Yvonne, do you know what the English term is? Um, anyways, but it measures, measures your oxygen and he was feeling a bit like starting to feel some symptoms. He was just like really tired and, uh, he checked his oxygen levels. It was in the nineties, uh, before he went to bed. And then when he woke up, it was at 81% and he knew he had coronavirus and sure enough, he did. So no way. Yeah. Well, maybe we should order one. Hmm? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. All right, Yvonne, where did you oxygen meter? She said it's called. Oh, so where where over, did you order it? I was overthinking that. Where did you order it, Yvonne? And then my my said saturometer. Hmm. There you go. Hmm. What? How do you say oxygen in French? Really? It's the same. Yes. Sature. <laughs> no, yeah, it's oxygen. You know that. No. Didn't you didn't know oxygen was oxygen? In well, French? then why wouldn't they say it's a meter oxygen instead of <laughs> saturometer? I don't know. <laughs> I'll take a deep breath. 
Oh, taking that stature and you're no? a jerk. You're, Why? Why? You're no, a bully. As if I'm a bully. Don't laugh at me. I'm trying. I'm not bullying. Take that back. I'm not a bully. Mm-mm. Take it back. Mm-mm. You know I love you. I'm just. It was funny. Come on. I'm sure. Such a, you, then you, you know that oxygen is not such a Thank you, Mimi. French. Thank you, Mimi. Oxygen. See? She's being nice. Of course you know what oxygen is. No? Did you not know that? Uh, anyway, because you speak French. I, well, I don't know every <laughs> single word. I, can you take back the fact that I'm a, I don't want to be a bully? Okay. The only person I, I will accept that I bully is Greta Thunberg. I'm just kidding. Again, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> you know, there are so many little sound bites somebody could take out of this podcast to make you look... So inappropriate. It's unreal. I'm going to watch it. Anyway, it's it's all good. Everything's good. <laughs> what? You. Me? You're like, uh, it's good. It is good. Oh, uh, it's Friday. I can't believe I it. I love you. I love you too. I love Yvonne. I love everybody. I just have... Do you it's love so, your clean chest? It's so... The bet more than anything. After It's you, my clean chest, <laughs> and then the dog. Uh, oh the cats just heard that um no what 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 was i gonna say oh yeah it's so uh like my favorite thing to listen to is when somebody has an opinion i don't like somebody that's right down the middle and yeah both sides and everything it's too fluffy like so i like when someone has an opinion but it's so hard to give an opinion on a public forum because especially in these polarizing times where it's like everybody has their opinion and anybody that expresses the opposite is just meant with so much pushback and frustration and negativity. And so it's like a, a catch-22. I don't think I'm using that properly, but I love my favorite kinds of shows are where the host or even if you're watching a stand-up comedy show, if if you if there's a clear opinion, I like that. Whether you agree with it or not, it's like, oh, I like, I just like to know where someone stands on something. So I'm trying to do that, but really expressing your real opinions, uh, it's so it's like egg shelly i'm just walking egg on eggshells so like this is what i think but you know what whatever it's just uh i remember because we can't debate anymore it's fights it's emotional fights debates you usually remove any sort of emotion but now it's all emotionally fueled you see it on facebook these long people getting angry and upset and and remove the emotion let's just have a discussion that's all good and don't take things personally like everybody yeah. wants to be right but you know, when I look back on um That's so true you said it you nailed it on that taking it personally. People take yeah. it as a if you don't agree with your opinion, it, they take it as a personal attack and it's like easy. I'm just And also I'm a, my background is comedy. I'm a stand-up comedian. That's my career. That was an, uh, an old profession that used to exist pre-pandemic. But so so people uh I'm not a reporter. I'm not a a, a news guy, I, you know. I just take in current events and then give my opinions on it <clears throat> sometimes mm-hmm. and uh but that's so tough in these times it's, it's like yeah uh, i guess i'll do it and then you want more listen i want more listeners to the show you know we want to to build this but that means more people that will disagree with an opinion if you have one True. so it's like okay you want more listeners be ready for some pushback on certain things and i remember uh you know, out of context, about three or four weeks ago on the show, I said that the media sucks. In this particular case of this thing, the media was frustrating because they were spinning something. It didn't make sense. I was like, the media sucks. And then I go, I don't know what I'm talking about. Got a comment. You lost me at the media sucks and that you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not an expert. We started doing this show to 
to have people, you know, during the lockdown, we rebooted the podcast so that people don't feel alone at home. They have something live and direct and current to, to, to talk about. And yeah, sometimes I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I admit it. I just, uh, sometimes I get a grain of, of the story and run off, uh, give my opinion on something. And I don't know the whole thing. Like this, this Greta thing, I just literally saw the, th the headline and I went, ugh. So then I'm like, oh, well, what's that? Ugh. Well, I guess this is how I feel, so I'll talk about it. But um, I don't know anything. I'm discovering things as we know together, and and <clears throat> you guys can teach me things too if I'm if I have an opinion and if I'm wrong. And I'll admit when I'm wrong. By the way, that's something I will always do. And I'm not going to stand my ground just on because I said something about You're reasonable. The, yeah, I said something about the insurance industry last Friday. I vilified it and said something about underwriters and had a message from uh, a, a dear old friend saying, I'm an underwriter, and can I come on the show and clarify a few things you said that are just not true? I came back online and uh, apologized on Monday and retracted. I said, well, she wasn't able to. She just had a busy week to, uh, to, to come on and do an interview. She wants to do an anonymous thing and answer some questions. And uh, absolutely. And I was wrong to do it. And, and we don't write out of the show. We, uh, <laughs> we have a couple things to talk about so we can just riff. We're in the business of riffing, so there's, this isn't a pre-written or planned things, and it's live. So sometimes I'll say stuff and go, "Shouldn't have said that," and I'll admit it when I'm wrong. And uh, yeah, so that's that on opinions. That's my well, opinion on I, opinions. Can I just say also, you said that we started, you started this podcast back up, and it's all kind of happened organically, and we're doing it to connect and also have something to do, and like. Now that we can't do stand-up comedy the way right now that we used to do it, this is great. So it's it's not only to connect with people, but this is like an actual viable way to make a living. And oh yeah, it's a legit and business opportunity. This is yeah, this is our our new business. So um, it's a good opportunity to point out to you guys that we love having listeners and seeing our views grow, and it's exciting. And, and we love having debates. And we love having debates and making it interesting because that is life, right? Like yeah. we're not, you know, some of our favorite, well, I have lots of, uh, I have a few different like favorite styles of comedy that I like watching just as an example. But I, I love comics too sometimes that polarize the audience because they have a very strong point of view and it's, and it, that's the world we live in. If you expect everybody to have the same point of view, it'd be real boring. Like, yeah. You can't expect everybody to be like you because then like how colorful is that of a world, you know, like we're going to have different opinions doesn't mean that one is a bad person or one is yeah. a good person. It's, it makes for interesting conversations. And I know that all kinds of different opinions exist in the world and that's why it makes it fun. So you heard it here first. We've got opinions and we don't know what we're talking about. The Julian Dion show with Ken <laughs> Grant and Julian Dion. And no, then, but it's, uh, you know, and it's, it's, there's this, especially like older generations, when it comes to putting out a product like this, like entertainment, they're like, you want to entertain everybody, the kids, the parents, the grandparents, you, you make sure that, you know, don't talk about religion or politics or sex or, I don't want everybody to watch this show truthfully. I, I want, uh, you know. I don't want, I just... You want to be authentic. When authentic. you're authentic... And if that turns yeah. off people and they're not going to watch, fine. But I'm yeah. not going to put on this fake, happy-go-lucky show or all smile. <laughs> hey, yeah. world like us. It's just fake. I want to be real and authentic. And some yeah. people will identify with certain opinions. Other people will be completely revolted with opinions. But just keep watching because we learn and we 
We, um, mm-hmm. you know. Um, on a lighter note. Go ahead. Is Matt, Matt mer- yes. <laughs> Matt said, undo another button for mm-hmm. the crew. It looks so clean. A lot of effort to get that scrubbed. <laughs> I just revealed my deep V. And um, John John laughed at that and um, Doug liked it. So, <clears throat> okay, Read his whole comment again. He said, undo another button for the crew, for the crew, <laughs> for the crew. It looks so clean. A lot of effort to get that scrubbed. A lot of, there's no effort in the, my smooth chest. It just, I have a creamy chest. I was blessed with a creamy chest. Don't hate. <laughs> and I, oh my God. Can you please make t-shirts? It's my next album. Blessed with a creamy chest. The Julian Dion. Uh, but this, uh. I just exposed my deep V. So Matt, you're not wrong. I like I like two or three buttons undone on top. Like usually, usually this would be what most guys do. Some guys the hipster way button all the way. I don't know. I, I like this, right? And uh, <laughs> but I'm also wearing these posture straps here. You got a lot going on under there. I'm wearing these posture straps to keep my back straight. I've we've addressed this on the podcast before. That's no secret. And if I wear a, a shallow V, you see the white shirt underneath, but I want to. I want my creamy chest out there, so <laughs> I ordered these deep V shirts, which look insane on their own. Um, but underneath, it's just like an undershirt. So anyway, I love it. <laughs> so you love the creamy chest or the deep V? Both, and the straps, everything. I, I can I like just everything. picture Matt right now, like in his bed, just commenting all this shit. You know what? You've always been an undergarment kind of guy because when we first met, uh, here's a little reveal. This was like, speaking of revealing that chest, that creamy chest. Um, When we first met, well, one of the first encounters, we did a New Year's Eve show together. What year was that, Rain Man? 2009. 2009. It was 2008 going into 2009. Right. So it was, uh, yeah. So that evening we went after a show. We did a show together that New Year's Eve. And then there was like a little hangout with all the comics and the comedy club owner at that uh, Largo or Lago on Dow's Lake. Mm-hmm. And we went to this nightclub and and like I'm so not a nightclub kind of person and you you I could tell you weren't either, but I just met you and you said to me a line that actually was like I like this guy. You said, I, I bet you I'm the only person wearing long johns in here. Love me some long johns. But that was a good line because everybody's like, with like, you know, um, tight, tight jeans on and like tank tops and barely anything on. And you're like, I think I'm the only person with long johns on in here. I was like, who is that guy? My, my laughed at bless with creamy chest. Do we, it's New Year's Eve. Do you say, let's say it was two thousand. It was two thousand eight going into two thousand nine. So do you say New Year's Eve two thousand nine or New Year's Eve two thousand eight? I know. I never know. It's got to be the one holiday where you have to use mo the where you use the most words to describe. Usually you'd go Christmas two thousand five, or the, here you got to go it's New Year's Eve two thousand eight going into two thousand nine. <laughs> so many words to describe I know. one night. I know. Because it oh, makes a difference. Shit. It's a whole year. Whole here. <laughs> whole here. Um, so here's a couple more comments. We're going long today. What time is it? Oh yeah, eight thirty. Um, Doug says, Where does that V neck end? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then um he also co- 
called you a milky beast. Milky beast. Silica says, uh, wow, everybody has different bacteria and viruses in their body on there. That chest is clean. (laughs) Um, Yvonne Yvonne says, from the neck down, you look like Papere under there. (laughs) (laughs) Was he uh, hairless or for the uh, on the undershirt? Silka says, I think our family's pretty hairless. Ha ha, you guys are so sweet. You're sweet, Silka. You're our top fan. I, 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 I don't hairy th- nip. I think. I think. <laughs> Will this get banned? Me banned on Facebook? Hairy nip. I want to show my hairy nip. I kind of did. I had a nip slip just now, but this might get me banned. Oh, jeez. You'll see it on the delay. I think you just want to show how uncreamy you are in certain spots. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Chest creamy. Uh, nips sandy. Go ahead. <laughs> hairy pepperoni nipple. Um, pepperoni. Those are not pepperoni. Those are like. Uh, I know. Like the smallest n- A mini pepperoni. A pepperette. Why, why am I all embarrassed showing my nips? A pepperette. Free, free the nipple, pepperette. <laughs> Maybe pepper- this will be the most views because we're getting some good pepperettes. Some nips. By the way, share our nips. <laughs> share our if you're nips. you're out there, give this creamy chest and rough nip a uh, share. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. John says, get that nip censored. <laughs> We'll put an emoji on it of like, uh, I don't know. Yvonne goes undershirt uh, regarding Pepper. And oh, she yeah. said, I bet he had a milky chest too. You have his hair. Yeah. I love, I, I actually love anytime uh, someone compares me to my grandfather, my father's father, because uh, what a man, manly, manly man, Aww. just a provider. And, uh, you know, he died when I was six years old so i don't have many memories of him but my my dad talks about him to this day uh so fondly and so many stories and uh, geez i'm I'm, I'm getting all uh emotional yeah he was um a provider he worked hard and and yeah and uh just yeah my uh by i mean uh, my whole family but my grandparents on my father's side my my yeah mamir and papere dion Unbelievable people that just, uh, sometimes I complain or feel lazy and I think of what my grandmother did with 10 I kids know. and, and, uh, it's crazy. My grandfather would be in the woods all winter, um, uh, cutting wood and stuff and she would take care of the house. We had 10 kids and the farm and animals, uh, you know, like a full, full thing. <laughs> No electricity for so long and just like, oh my God, what, what they've done is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And that's one thing when my grandfather worked in the woods, you know, he would go in the woods all winter and he had a crew and they'd build these camps and the horses and everything. They would, be, they, they would just work all winter because it was so far. Well, back then it was so far. It seemed so far in the woods because you'd go by horse or, ta- or by foot, take a long time. You can go there now in like three minutes driving it. So it's so fast. It's so not far. But like back then, just seemed like the deep, deep brush. And you get on a four wheeler now. It's literally three minutes. You're like, why would you stay here all winter? Mm. But anyway. Really, eh? That's crazy. Rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could have met them. How mm. old was he when he passed away? Uh, In his 80s, but I don't remember. Early 80s. Hmm. Uh, yeah, huge family your your dad's from. Well, we have a we have a Dion reunion that used to be every 10 years. It started in 71, 81, 91 and then 2001 and then from 2001 every 5 years because everybody's getting older, so then uh or uh, since 2011 I think every 5 years in 2011, tw- 2016 and then we're 
due for one, but... Uh, I'm glad it's not this summer. Oh, that would have sucked uh, to have it all canceled. But so, yeah, next summer we're going to have our fifth... Uh, or it's every five years. And it's just my grandparents' descendants. My my father's mom and my father's father. Just their... Def- and there's about 150 of us. It's so crazy. Because they were 10 kids and a bunch of kids. And it's like now there's five generations. And it's literally about 130, 140 people. The last one, it's just crazy. All, yeah. Two people responsible for all of those lives. It's really something. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, yeah, Yvonne just says hard worker, amazing carpenter. Monique Everything. says they were tough. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Yvonne just said 2021. So yeah, that's something to look forward to. Oh, can't wait. I, I, yeah. I love... Um, I love those reunions and and seeing all my aunts and uncles and cousins in one place. It's such I have such fond memories from these, from the the the, the one I remember the most is the one. Well, I mean, obviously the most recent ones, but the first one I remember, I guess, would be uh, well, the first one I was at, I was born in '83, so I didn't wasn't at the '81 one, but in '91. And oh, just seeing my cousins and meeting some cousins for the first time from out what we had so much fun, and it's all uh, where I grew up. On Dion Road in Skaduk, New Brunswick, uh, that's the house where my my father was born. Literally there, and and now it's, it's still in the family, and so it's all there on the farm. So everybody, so it's just down the road. All these campers and trailers and tents, and oh my God, it's fun. Actually, with Yvonne's dad, I had such fun times at the 2011 reunion. Already nine years ago, we stayed up till 4 a.m. and having drinks around the fire and. And it's kind of like that Christmas thing where you're like getting hammered with an uncle. You're like, oh yeah, this is like so fun, and these stories come out. But yeah, your your dad, Yvonne, was is so smart uh, and so untraditional in his opinions and his thinking and his point of views and stuff. And I remember we were talking about spirituality and stuff, and I was like, he had these thoughts that I was like, not usually traditionally. Uh, for someone of his generation to think and express, and I remember just till four a.m. and 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 uh, Yvonne's husband was there too, and the next day he was hurting. I remember really, he was really hungover, but good times. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Any other creamy chest comments? No more. I think everybody's moved on from the creamy chest. Oh, I, I was just being kidding by saying milky uh, or chest. creamy. You've got two milk or cream. I think cream, silky creamy. Mm-hmm. No, but do we have any more comments before we uh, go for the uh, Clizzos? Nope, we're pretty much covered here. Well, just the- a lot of really nice compliments to us, FYI. Oh, go ahead, read them. We got okay. time. <laughs> just kidding. Nah. No, you don't have to. Uh, we really, uh, really do appreciate it. We love you guys, mm-hmm. each and every one of you. We do have. Um, <laughs> We do have this core group of regulars that listen uh, and watch us live every morning on Facebook. So if you're listening to the, to the replay right now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more, tune in on Facebook, won't you? Live, we'll read your comments, as you can see. And I hope this is as entertaining if you're not part of it, if you're just listening to the replay, hearing the comments or whatever. But um, anyway, we love it. We love you and we appreciate you. The Julian Dion Show coming at you live Monday to Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. That's 8 a.m. Atlantic. I know we got a lot of have a lot of listeners on the East Coast. Give us a share, will you? We really appreciate you, Jen. I love you. Thank you so much. Love you. And uh, enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday morning, 7 a.m.
Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a great weekend. Be safe. My, my. Be safe in Montreal, everyone else. Yes. Also, be safe. See you Monday. See you Monday. And as always, watch your head. You spend your life looking for what you already got. Such a beautiful waste of time. Waste of time. of time.